Hello and welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm Dustin Roberts, your host, and today Rabbi will take us on an exciting journey through the Exodus from the Red Sea. When we read the book of Exodus, we see how Moses had some really amazing experiences with God. Can you imagine being an Israelite in those days and being a firsthand witness to all the wonders and miracles that God performed? There may not have been one miracle more heart pounding than when God's people were on the run from Pharaoh and became trapped by the Red Sea stretching out in front of them. Even though it seemed like an impossible situation, God was faithful to deliver them. He revealed his glory and power by parting the seas and allowing them to escape from the Egyptians. Once again, Rabbi is going to be sharing today's message from our series, The Holy Land, on location at the Red Sea. Now, let's get started. This is the sea, beloved ones, that the children of Israel crossed when the Lord delivered them out of Egypt. 3,500 years ago. Now, I want you to think with me for a moment. The Jewish people today are still here. Think about it. The Romans have come and gone. The Babylonians have come and gone. The Medes have come and gone. The Hittites, the Amorites, all these people groups as we knew them have come and gone. And yet here is Israel still here today. And you know what? They're declaring the same thing that they declared in God's Torah 3,500 years ago, that they were supernaturally delivered by the hand of the Lord from Egypt. This is an amazing story. In fact, Passover, which celebrates this deliverance, has been celebrated by Jewish people every single year for 3,500 years. It's the oldest tradition in the world, and it culminated, beloved ones, with the crossing of this Red Sea, also known as the Sea of Reeds. This is supernatural. Listen for a people group, for the Jewish people, to retain their same identity, to retain their same culture, to still be eating the same foods, to still be dressing in the same way in similar, there's been adaptions, but basically when it gets back to the Torah, it's the same way. To have been consistent for 3,500 years can only be explained by the fact that they had a dramatic, supernatural, powerful, spectacular encounter with the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who is the father of the Lord Jesus Christ. I wanna read for you now from the book of Exodus, the book of Shemot, and I'm going now to the 14th chapter, and I'm gonna begin there in verse number 10 and pick up the story here of the Israelites crossing over this Red Sea. Now, let me paint the picture. We know that it started when they were in Egypt. They had been in Egypt for approximately 400 years as slaves. Finally, God raised up Moses and he sent Moses before Pharaoh, we know, and he came to Pharaoh with 10 different plagues. Moses kept on saying, let my people go, saith the Lord, that they may come and worship me. And each time Moses and Aaron came before Pharaoh Pharaoh sometimes began to say, okay, and then he would change his mind. God would harden his heart. It finally culminated after the climactic 10th plague, 
where the Lord struck down every firstborn in a household that was not covered by the blood of the lamb. And of course, that's where we get the name Passover. The Lord told the Israelite children to take the blood of a lamb, put it over their doorpost. And the Lord says, when the angel of death, when the angel of judgment passes over Egypt tonight, he will pass over every home that has the blood applied to the doorpost and the lintel. And so finally what happened that night, the children of Israel took the blood of the lamb, put it over their door frames, and the angel of death moved over the land of Egypt, judging every home that was not covered by the blood of the lamb. By the way, Jesus, when he was introduced to the world by John the Baptist, was introduced as the lamb of God. So after the firstborn in Egypt died in every home that wasn't covered by the blood, finally Pharaoh said, okay, get out of here. Enough is enough, I can't handle it anymore. He was overwhelmed with that final 10 judgment, the death of the firstborn. And so he said to Moses and Aaron, okay, leave, get out, go worship your God in the wilderness. Go celebrate a feast to him there. And so Moses and the children of Israel began to journey out of Egypt towards, beloved, the promised land. But what happened? Pharaoh changed his mind again. He changed his mind again. First he said, okay, go. But once Israel was leaving, he started thinking about that he's letting his slaves go and pride rose up in him again. The Lord was also hardening his heart, the scripture says, as Pharaoh was hardening his own heart. And once again then, Egypt began to pursue Israel. Finally, what happened was Israel came to the sea. They came to the Sea of Reeds or the Red Sea. They couldn't go forward because the sea was in front of them. And they couldn't go backward because Egypt was behind them and they felt trapped. And the Israelite population started grumbling against Moses. What have you done? Did you just lead us out here so that we could be killed? So now I'm gonna pick up the story, beloved ones, from the book of Exodus, the book of Shemot, chapter number 14, verse 10. I'll be reading selected verses. Hear the word of God. As Pharaoh drew near, the sons of Israel looked and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them and they became very frightened. So the sons of Israel cried out to the Lord. They, they said to Moses, is it because there were no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you dealt with us in this way, bringing us out of Egypt? But Moses said to the people, do not fear. Stand by and see the salvation of the Lord, which we, he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians who you have seen today, you will never see them again. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the sons of Israel to go forward. As for you, lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea. Moses stretched his hand out over this sea that you're seeing right now. Listen, this is real geography. Our faith in the God of Israel, Yahweh, it's a historical faith, okay? The Israelites are real people. This is a real place. And it really happened, beloved ones, right here. The God of the universe displayed his glory by parting this sea. That's how you can explain the supernatural existence of the Jewish people today. So once again, the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the sons of Israel shall go through the midst of the sea on dry land. In which we continue on the 21st verse. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord swept back the sea by a strong east wind 
All night it turned the sea into dry land, so the waters were divided. The sons of Israel went through the midst of the sea on the dry land, and the waters were like a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. Then the Egyptians took up the pursuit. So let's think about this again. The Lord caused the waters to stand up on one side and stand up on another side, and Israel was walking through the middle of the two walls. Then the Egyptians took up the pursuit, and all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen went in after them into the midst of the sea. Continuing in verse 26, then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may come back over the Egyptians, over their chariots and over their horsemen. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the sea returned to its normal state at daybreak while the Egyptians were fleeing right into it. Then the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen. Even Pharaoh's entire army that had gone into the sea after them, not even one of them remained. Did you hear that? The entire army, Father God, Yahweh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, drowned in the sea. But the sons of Israel walked on dry land through the midst of the sea, and the waters were like a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw, beloved ones, the Egyptians dead on the seashore. I love that little bit because it's so graphic. I, I mean, I just see it when the Lord says here that the Israelites actually saw them dead on the seashore. It makes it so graphic. And then the last verse in the chapter, when Israel saw the great power which Yahweh had used against the Egyptians, the people feared Yahweh and they believed in the Lord and in his servant, Moses. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back in a moment. It's our prayer that today's message has been a blessing to you so far, and we hope that it enriches your walk with Yeshua. If you have a prayer request, we invite you to submit it online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Our team lifts up every individual request before the Lord, and it would be our pleasure, privilege, and honor to pray for you and your family. At Discovering the Jewish Jesus, we are looking for like-minded people who are ready to partner with us. If you're sensing the Lord leading you to offer a financial gift of support, would you please contact us today? Become a monthly partner. Go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com or to give a gift of any amount today, just call 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. And now here's Rabbi Schneider with the rest of today's message. You see, the Lord had said to Israel, you alone have I chosen to be a people for myself, a unique people out of all the peoples on the face of the earth. And the Lord said, and I will give up nations on your behalf. You know what, beloved one? Those of you that have entered into a relationship with the God of Israel, through your relationship with Jesus, because the God of Israel is Jesus' Father. Father God, Yahweh, listen, is also working supernaturally in your life. 
you also now in Jesus are one of his chosen. You see, the Bible says in the book of Romans, even as God chose Israel in Romans chapter 11, the Bible says, so also at this present time, there's a remnant chosen according to grace not from amongst Jews or Israelites only, but also from amongst Gentiles and Greeks. And so what God is doing now is he's still working powerfully and supernaturally in the lives of his chosen ones. You see, Jesus said, you did not choose me, but I chose you. The Bible tells us in the book of Ephesians, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, get it now, beloved ones, who chose us in him before the foundation of the world and predestined us to himself in adoption, through adoption as sons and daughters. And so I want you to know, God loves us. His love for us is so powerful and so real and so tangible that he is actively working in our lives just like he did when he delivered Israel out of Egypt. You see, Israel was in bondage to the physical powers of Pharaoh and Pharaoh's army as they were being subject to slavery there. But you know what, you and I today, we also need to be delivered from oppression. We may not have a slave master over us in the tangible sense, but you know, the devil's the one that's responsible for putting mankind in slavery. In other words, the world is the spiritual place. Even though there's people that act like the devil, behind those people is the spirit world. And Jesus came into this life, beloved, to deliver us out of darkness, out of the oppression of the devil, out of the oppression of the pharaohs in this world to bring us into his freedom. I want to encourage you right now to believe God, to do something supernatural and spectacular in your life, just like he did for Israel when he parted the Red Sea. Listen, everybody needs a miracle. All of us need to experience the glory of God. Everyone needs to know that our faith, beloved ones, it's a real and a living faith. It's not just about what God did for Israel 3,500 years ago. It's about experiencing the same God, beloved, in your life and my life today. Now granted, I understand that much of our life is mundane. I mean, we get up every morning, we have to take a shower, we have to brush our teeth. You know, we put our pants on one leg at a time, right? All of us go through life and have to go through the routines and many of us are going to work and we're doing the same job and it seems monotonous at times. And I understand that there's part of life that's just routine, just taking care of life, of responsibility, whether it's raising your children or taking care of your grandchildren, whatever it is. But you know what? In the midst of what is common, there are times and seasons where Father God will so break into your life, you'll know he's alive. In fact, here in Israel, I was just out on the streets witnessing to some Israelis last night, and uh, I began to speak to this man and his daughter, two Israelis, and his daughter, I said, is your daughter nine years old? The Lord just gave me a prophetic word of knowledge. I just knew what her age was. They said, yeah, she's nine. And what was going on? God was showing that he's alive. God was showing that he's supernatural. And I want to encourage you again today, beloved one. Believe God to do something in your life so that you can know it was God that did it. You know, Jesus said, if you believe, he said, you will see 
the glory of God. You see, when God parted the sea, they all saw his glory. When they got to the other side of the sea, they sang a song to a Miriam and all the people of Israel sang a song to the Lord. I will sing unto the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and rider thrown into the sea. This is what the children of Israel sang after the Lord divided. I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and rider thrown into the sea. The Lord is God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. So this is a song, something like what Miriam and the children of Israel sang after the Lord divided it for them. And you know what? God wants to give us his joy as well. So I just want to pray for you right now that Father God will make himself real to you. Father God, I want to thank you for these beloved ones. I want to thank you for each and every one, Father God, that has been called to be yours. I just ask, Father God, that you would reveal yourself to them. Father, that you would make yourself known to them, that they would understand that it's not just that they believe in a set of doctrinal positions, but that, Father, that they are in a relationship with the real God and that they would experience you in a tangible way. Jesus, you said in John 14 that if we would love you and obey you, that you would come and reveal yourself to us and manifest yourself to us, that you'd make the Father's love known and that we would experience, King Jesus, your presence abiding in our heart. I pray, Father God, that you would breathe upon each one. Father, I ask you to breathe the Ruach upon everyone right now that's being drawn to you, Father God, through the words that I'm proclaiming. Father, just speak the word Shalom, I pray, over every single child of God. Breathe peace into each one's inner man. I pray that you would strengthen us, Father God, to be able to take a hold of you by faith, to be able to reach out, Father, and take a hold of you, to believe in you for the supernatural. For the word says that our faith is not in word only, but also, Father God, in the demonstration of your spirit and of your power. So, Father God, I speak your glory over the life of your people. Father, we wanna thank you today for making us partakers of Jesus. Father, for making us partakers of the divine nature. That, Father God, your glory lives inside us. Father, we wanna thank you today. Father, that even as you parted the Red Sea, the Sea of Reeds here, for the children of Israel, you're working supernaturally in the lives of your children to deliver us from all the powers of the enemy. Father, from the bottom of my heart, I want to say, Daddy, thank you. I love you. And Father, on behalf of your children today, I bless each one of them in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. And I say to you, beloved child of God, Shalom. Amen. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Our Bible teacher is Rabbi Schneider, and we've been on location in the Holy Land to help you learn what it means to freely follow God. And if you'd like to learn more about this ministry, or if you'd like to hear today's message titled The Exodus Again, please visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And you know, this true life event in Israel's history highlights 
highlights the special calling and protection God has on the land and the people of Israel. It also illustrates God's calling and protection in our lives too. And as we trust God this year, we're expecting him to do something miraculous and supernatural through this ministry and in the lives of those who are listening to us today. If you'd like to prayerfully support this ministry, or if you'd like to give a financial gift of any amount, we'd love to hear from you and to share a little more about how your prayers and offerings bring blessings to others. Here is Rabbi. God bless you, beloved one. You know what? I never decided that I was going to be a pastor or a messianic rabbi. My ministry is simply an overflow of my own walk with God. In fact, when I did decide to pursue biblical education, the biggest thing that I was desiring was to get a hold of God for myself. And what happened is the Lord raised me up because my overflow has become the ministry to you. In other words, my ministry is an overflow of my own walk with God. But now that the Lord has raised me up to preach the gospel all over the world, I need your financial help because without you, beloved ones, I can't do it. I want you to know when you sow into this ministry, become a partner with us, you're gonna have a reward for all the souls that are being changed through this ministry. So if the Holy Spirit's leading you, I just encourage you, be obedient immediately, and you're gonna be blessed for it when Jesus returns. Thank you and shalom. It's exciting to see how Jesus is reaching people all over the world of every age and background. And we're so grateful for every single gift we receive that helps us to be able to minister to them. And if you'd like to give today, just go online to discoveringthejewishjesus.com or give when you call us. The number to dial is 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. You can also give a gift of any amount by donating through the Rabbi Schneider app. And as our way of saying thank you for your financial gift, we'll send you Rabbi Schneider's message of the month that's available as a digital download. We'll also send you our latest newsletter, which will give you insight and access to all of our latest events and crusades. You can also send your donation or prayer request in the mail by writing to us at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777 Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. That's P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. And then don't forget, the holidays are almost here, so be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss a message during this busy season. To learn more, visit our website, discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And right now, let's close today's program on the Exodus with a special blessing from Rabbi Schneider. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, we find a personal blessing from God our Father. This blessing should touch our hearts because it's so personal. Father God wants to intimately bless you. So receive his blessing into your life today with gladness and an open heart. Yavah Yahweh Yair Yahweh Panavelecha Vihunecha Isa Yahweh Panavelecha Veasem Lecha Shalom.
Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Let our prayer team pray for you. We lift up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. Submit your prayer request or testimony at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also connect with us on your social media outlets to stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries, and I'm your host, Dustin Roberts. Join us again next time when Rabbi Schneider shares a few stories from the wilderness. That's coming up Thursday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.